0: mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen.
2: And now to our story. Clark Kent and Lois Lane have been sent to Modern City to unearth what information they can concerning the mysterious disappearance of Dr. Roebling, a famous inventor. Within an hour after checking in at the hotel, they learn some amazing things. To begin with, they accidentally met the blonde young woman who claimed she was Dr. Roebling's daughter and learned she was occupying room 514 under the registration of Mr. and Mrs. Jack Smith. Sending Lois off the bed, Kent, as Superman, leaped to the window of 514, raised the sash, and dropped silently into the darkened room. For a moment, he stood motionless. And then,
3: Both beds are empty. Nobody's here. I'll look around anyway. I might find something of interest. No, no sense making it harder for myself by working in the dark. I'll turn on the light. That's much better. Now, let's see. There's one large suitcase. I don't like rummaging through other people's belongings, but I think it's justified in this case. (laughs) That's funny. The initials on the suitcase are KR. Could that R stand for Roebling? Let's see what's in it. A couple of dresses... Silk stockings, pair of high heel shoes, nothing very exciting. Oh, no wait. Driver's license. It's issued to Catherine Roebling. Is it possible that she is his daughter? Can't figure this out. None of it makes sense. Wait, here's something else a penciled memorandum on the back of an envelope. 218 State Street. Uh oh. Someone's coming in. That means I go. Off for the light. No time to close the window.
2: Out and away. Forced to make a sudden departure because of a key turning in the lock of room 514, Superman is unaware that the person manipulating the key is none other than Lois Lane. Lois, attempting to steal a march on Kent and get the story of Dr. Robling's disappearance first, has gone to the hotel desk, brazenly requested the key to 514, and is at this very moment slowly opening the unlocked door.
4: Phew. I had a few uneasy moments. If I'd have found anyone in here, heaven only knows what I'd have done. Now, i got to work fast. Let me see. The light switch should be along this wall. Yeah, here it is. Hmm. Nothing but a suitcase. Well, Miss Roebling or whoever she is doesn't travel in any great style. Hmm, not bad-looking dresses. Let's see where they were bought. Madame Lenore. Well, our blonde friend must have money. Shoes, stockings, powders, package of hairpins. Not much of a story here. Oh. Don't move, Miss Lane. And keep your mouth shut. I'm sorry. I, I walked in here by mistake. I see. And you decided while you were here to look through my suitcase. What do you take me for, a fool? Well, you don't have to point that gun at me. I'm not a criminal. Pretty close to one, I should say. I'll uh-uh, stay where you are. This little pearl handle revolver isn't a toy. It hasn't much of a bark, but it's got a terrific bite. So what are you doing in here? I might ask you the same question. Don't get smart. I don't like smart women. Well, then you won't mind if I leave. Take one more step and they'll carry you out of here feet first. Now, how did you get the key to this room? I simply walked up to the room clerk and asked for it. Why? Give it to me. I'm afraid you'll have to come and get it. I prefer having the door unlocked. Oh. So that's how it is. Yeah, that's how it is. Now look, Miss Lane, I don't want any trouble with you. You broke into my room and I could have you locked up. Why don't you? Go ahead, call the police. I don't need to. I can handle this in my own way. Now, so give me that key. Uh-uh. Sorry. I said give me that key. Still sorry. All right. You And then, Now, no, wait. I believe you would use that gun. Sister, you came pretty close to getting it that time. I'll hand over that key. Thanks. Now we can lock the door and have a little privacy. You think of everything, don't you? It pays to be careful, Miss Lane. My husband and I have too much at stake to take chances. Oh, you have a husband? Oh, yes. And you may have the pleasure of meeting him. That's my husband now. Stand back against the wall, Miss Lane. And don't move. Hello?
1: What happened to you? Oh,
4: I ran into a little trouble.
1: What do you mean?
4: I was just about to leave when I bumped into that man I met in the train. You know, Clark Kent?
1: At the hotel? Yes, in the
4: lobby. He had a girl with him, Lois Lane. She's here in the room now.
1: Why are you wasting time? you i needed those papers
4: immediately Oh, take it easy jack she broke into my room and i caught her going through the suitcase what yeah now, what'll i do with her
1: well who is she
4: i know but the name sounds familiar
1: well lock her in the room and get down here as fast as you can i think he's ready to sign on the level yes i must have those papers i'll be
4: there in ten minutes okay you're a lucky girl miss lane things are breaking right for us so we're going to give you a break I'll have to lock you in, but the maid will let you out in the morning. Thanks a lot. Oh, don't mention it. You'll pardon me while I talk a few things in my bag. And here, I use these manicures to cut this telephone wire, just so you won't be tempted to call anyone. Well, that's very considerate of you. Don't mention it. There we are. All set. Well, goodbye, Miss Lane. Better luck next time. So long. Help! Someone let me out of here. Help! Help! Help!
2: Locked in the room with the telephone line cut, Lois pounds on the door until her hands ache, but all to no avail. Meanwhile, Superman, having once again assumed the disguising role of Clark Kent, has been seated in the lobby behind a pillar, awaiting the return of the mysterious young woman he now believes is Catherine Roebling. Suddenly, she steps out of the elevator, carrying her suitcase, approaches the desk, and checks out. Keeping well hidden, Kent follows her to the street, watches her slide behind the wheel of a blue roadster, and drive off. Rather than risk detection by trailing the girl as Superman, Ken steps into a waiting taxi cab and follows her.
1: That dame driving that bus is sure stepping on it, mister. Keep up with her. Yeah, but what if I get a ticket? I'll take care of it. Okay. Hold on now. We're going to make this corner on two wheels. All right, Mister. Don't you worry about me. Just keep that rooster in sight. Ah, she's doing seventy. I can't pump this crate up much higher, but if we can follow her taillights a long way. Ah, baby, look at her take that right turn, huh? She almost went over. Ah, that's the light car she's got. Don't hold the road so good. Well, here we go. <laughs> ah, you don't have to worry, Mister. This jalopy is built solid. I'm not worried. Ah, there's only one thing I don't like. Crossing these intersections at 65. It ain't helping. Look out! A car coming out of the side street! Look
2: out! Unhurt, despite the fact that the rear end of the cab folded like an accordion, Kent, making use of the strength of Superman, plows through the twisted steel to extricate the driver of the cab and the two occupants of the second car, all badly injured. Meanwhile, the girl in the blue roadster has reached her destination, far from the scene of the accident. Slipping into the dark hallway of a dingy tenement, she mounts the steps and enters a barren one-room flat where Dr. Robling, gaunt and looking older even than his years, is seated in a chair, facing him is a youngish man with thin, cruel lips and shifty eyes.
1: I thought I told you to get down here fast. I came as fast as I could, Jack.
2: Close the door. Lock it.
1: Where are the papers?
4: I've got them in my handbag. Here. Right.
1: All right, Uncle Walter. Now, all you have to do is put your signature on these two papers. I told you I won't do it. Why do you keep insisting? I
4: thought you said he was all set. Shut up.
1: Who is that woman? That's Catherine, my wife, Uncle Walter. Now, here's the fountain pen. Just sign there. I've seen her before someplace. Ah, yes, I remember. It was on the train. She sat at my table in the dining car. She was the one that put the drops in my coffee. Nobody put any drops in your coffee, Uncle Walter. You're just not well. And I want to see that your wonderful invention is protected. Come. Sign the paper. No, never. Never. You can keep me here until I drop dead, but I'll never give up the rights to my voice machine. I know what you want it for. To profit by it. You're my brother's son, all right? He was the same way. Grasping and avaricious. Why oh,
4: are you wasting time, Jack? You won't sign that way. I'm handling this. Okay. Now, look,
1: Uncle Walter. I'm going to give you one more chance to sign these papers. Do you hear me? One more chance. Then we'll try something else. I don't care what you do. I'll never sign. Maybe you don't know it, but the world's on fire today. Civilization is fighting for survival. My voice machine can be used in that fight. No one can have it for private profit. All right, you old fool. You'll sign the rights over to me whether you like it or not. Get the hypo out of my bag, Tricky. Here.
4: What does it do, Jack?
1: Thank you. It'll make him groggy. He won't know what he's doing. But we've got to be careful. It's dangerous stuff. Come on. Hold his arm. You let go of me. Let go of me, I say. Roll his sleeve up. Jack, you're mad. You're insane. You're my brother's son. Today. Shut up. Now, hold his arm steady. That's
2: right. Steady. steady. Now what will happen? Will Jack Robling, unscrupulous nephew of the aged inventor, gain possession of the invaluable voice machine? And what is the voice machine? So precious that a model of it is insured for $10 million. Don't miss the next episode or any episode after that. Follow the thrilling
0: story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman.
1: Look, up in the sky.
0: It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.